Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome wherever you are in the world today. This is Valerie Molyneux live from Boston, Massachusetts. And I welcome you once again to Vic Friends Blog Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege to be interviewing um, folks that have been around our organization for many, many years. And as you've seen from my last couple of shows, that's exactly what I want to do here, how they're doing, where they are, what they're doing. And so today I have a special guest. I am so honored to to have with me. And before I even introduce him, let me just remind you of one thing. I, and I'm doing this and these interviews on under the umbrella of love. And as folks celebrate this weekend, Valentine's, I just always try to, and as I listen to my old tapes, I remember that I would start every show with a word from the holy book. And so today, especially in honor of my special guest, um, this passage um, from the holy book comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. And I had many people say to me, are you a support group or are you a spiritual place? Well, you take it however you want it. But listen to this from a spiritual place. As you celebrate love just on this weekend, no, it's supposed to be every day. And this passage, 1 John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves others is born of God (laughs) and knows God through personal experience. I'm so honored to, for all of my personal experience, all of my encounters, because no one that has come across my path was by accident. Anyone that's come into my life was truly ordained by God. And today I have with me a special guest live calling into the studio is Jeff Swan from Virginia. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hello, Valerie. I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, I am so honored to have you. Um, You know, we were talking a bit, um, I think it was 2015. And again, I'm going back to all my old friends. I think it was 2015 and just the idea of pulling people together across the nation. And you are one of the persons that responded to my email about going to the Capitol Hill and organizing. Do you remember any of that? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I remember very well. And I am just honored to be a part, you know, and to have even been asked, you know, so um, I take it with great humility that you, uh, you know, I'm just honored that you asked me to be a part. Absolutely. We're going to go deep into that in a bit. But tell my audience, who is Jeff Swan exactly? Who are you? Married, family, career, and I know there's a little bit of vocal thing in there. Tell me about Jeff. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, well, I, I'll start with, hey, I'm, I'm from Michigan. Um, I was actually born in um, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, my parents migrated to Michigan, you know, for work and everything. From there, I went to um, college at Morgan State University, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, where I met my wife. And however, we didn't uh, marry at that time. Um, we kind of went our ways with life, you know, and got our careers going and things. And then later we met in life and got married. 
Um, we do have three wonderful adult children. Um, my oldest, uh, Takira, she is um, 36. She's an architect. Um, my son, Kirk, is 31. And my youngest son, Cameron, he's 28. Um, Kirk, and he's married now. And um, we're waiting for grandchildren. <laughs> and um, Cameron, he's still in school. So um, we're just waiting for him to finish. <laughs> Okay, um, okay. Yes, yes. Um, are you empty and nesters? Are you saying you're empty nesters? We are empty nesters, and I'm feeling Woo-hoo. some kind of way about that, you know, because I'm like, uh, we, I even, I told my wife, hey, maybe we should adopt some kids, but I was like, yeah. you know, well, let me just slow my roll. I'm, I love family, and I love kids, you know, and um, I miss our kids, you know, and um, I can relate now to where they are because I think about myself and when I was that age and I was in college and how I didn't call home like I should and my daddy would call and say, boy, you better call your mother, <laughs> you know, and, and my mama would tell me, say, no, it, he's the one that's been asking about you and, and right. really wants you to call him. So, you know, um, but thank God for technology and this thing called FaceTime because I'm like, yes, I don't sir. talk on the phone anymore. I'm like, we're going to FaceTime each other. I need to see you and make sure you're well, make sure you're doing that's well. Good. So, uh, yeah. But uh, um, I, I love family. I love kids. And we're empty nesters and waiting for grandchildren. Amen. So what, what, what do you do as far as career and this vocal thing that I think I know a little about? We'll talk more about. Uh, Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I am a full-time employee. I work for the U.S. Department of Justice. I am a ETL developer, programmer. And, um, but prior to even starting that career, you know, I went to school for music. I changed my career from music to computer, pro, uh, computer science. And then I changed back to music because I was like, that was my first love. That's what I came for. And that's what the scholarship is for. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to lose my scholarship. So um, I ended up, um, you know, I, I taught music for a while. I was a minister of music um, for ministry in Baltimore for about 20 years until um, I took ill. When I was 35, I had a heart attack. And um, I ended up losing everything, you know, and um, at that time I had to move in uh, with my parents and that was kind of humbling as well. But, hey, life happens, you know, you get up and move on. The great thing is that the doctors, you know, they were like, hey, there's no damage to your heart. Uh, Well, there's damage there, there, but there was no blockage and nothing like that. So they wanted to know what is causing this, you know, and what is going on in your life? You know, I'm not a drug user yeah. or anything like that. So right. um, they determined that it was stress, you know, and I did not know stress. The doctor told me stress can trigger everything oh, that bad. a heart attack does, you know. Oh, so yeah. I, at that point, I said, okay, I got to de-stress. Whatever's causing me stress, I can't do it. And um, I had to just kind of stop, be still, and start over. Yeah. And, um uh, and I thank God for just bringing me through all of that, you know, and it taught me a lesson. It was part of uh, many lessons that I learned. And one of the things that I get out of all of them is that, you know, everything that we go through um, is it, not necessarily for us. It's usually to help somebody else. 
you know, and you're, somebody probably saying, what you mean, man? You went through a heart attack and you sent it for somebody else. Well, hey, because uh, look at the process. You know, I, I didn't have, um, you know, um, um, the, the typical, you know, heart uh, disease with the block arteries and all of that stuff. But um, what I went through is real and I lost everything. But God gave me back everything that I lost plus more. So that's, yeah. a, that's a, a testimony and a lesson right there, you know, and, and I hope that alone will help somebody, you know. Um, but it was after that that my wife and I, um, we um, married, and um, I um, started over, started working as a um, singer and musician again, uh-huh. and um, I moved to um, Frederick, Maryland because of my job in West Virginia, and um, from what, and then West Virginia is where, um, through my music job, I ended up getting the um, the, uh, the developer or programmer job at the U.S. Department yeah. of Justice um, through a friend. And I yeah. wasn't even going to the interview for myself. I was going to just uh, uh, going to uh, the unemployment office with a friend and said, "Hey, man, come on, you can do this. You can do this. Just trying to encourage him to sign up." And I said, "I'm going to sign up with you. We're going to do this together." We're, you know. And then so we both got an interview for the job and then at the last minute he decided not to go. Yeah, he didn't show up. So I went ahead through with the interview and and I ended up getting a job and I was like, Well God, you know, none of this is by happenstance and I believe that. So um I but I, I love what I do. I love the career change, you know, um and and you know, just stable and thank God even in the pandemic um, I am still employed, and that's a blessing, <laughs> you know, um, because there's so many people who um, have lost their jobs, and and I know so many musicians that are struggling, you know, who may not have gotten a teaching degree, and they just may have been, you know, uh, musicians winging it, um, and even, you know, there's some with teaching degrees. Some are um, looking for work, and, you know, they're hurting, so I just thank God for um, blessing me and keeping me through all of that. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, uh, speaking of vocals, yes, I love to sing, and um, that in part of the stress of the struggle that I've gone through, um, losing my voice was one of the issues I experienced, and it was devastating for wow. me because um, I got to a point where I could barely talk above a whisper, and I'm like, why am I always forced? So I went to the doctor and couldn't figure out anything, and um, bottom line, here it comes again, stress. You know, and I'm wow. stressing and worried, and I'm like, God, I, I can't do that. How can I sing about, you know, victory and, and overcoming all this stuff? And I got to go through stress. But um, it's amazing that um, what God will allow you to go through so he can bring you out. And yeah. the bottom line is if we just say yes to him in the beginning and not try to do things our way, you know, uh, we probably won't have to go through the most of the stuff we, you know, we, we go through. You know, and that is, That's you know, true. when God told me one thing, and I'm like, yeah, God, but I, I got this whole minister music plan thing down pat. I can do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I always said, it's not about me, but I got comfortable. And when God mm-hmm. wants to elevate you even more, we got to be ready mm-hmm. to move and not just, you know, say, oh, but I like this and I don't want to give this up, you know. So um, that that was kind of part of my process. And, for, you know, um, the thing is we know better. We know that it, it is about his plan and his purposes first and foremost. And if yes, not, yes, that's when the yes. stress comes in. Yes. Well, yes. so, yes, I'm sorry. Let, let's, let's shift a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm interviewing uh, Jeff Swan from Virginia. If you love to call in, say hello. 
Um, ask the question. We're at 516-666-9973. So, Jeff, Vitiligo. Yes. When yes. were you first introduced? How did you know of it? Is there family history? Tell me about your Vitiligo. Oh, wow. Let's see. I first had a little pin dot <laughs> on my Whoa. cheek, my right cheek of my face under my eye. Um, when I was about 10 years old, and I just thought maybe I scratched myself, you know, and then um, by the time I was 14 or so, that little dot just kind of looked, it started dissipating around that dot, and it looked like mm-hmm. somebody hit me in the eye, and I was like, you know, hey, when I go to school, they're going to think y'all beat me up, <laughs> my parents, you know? and so, um, but, you know, surprisingly, um, I want to say that um, I had a great support group and friends because a lot of the internal struggles that I had was just in my mind, you know, um, because I was, I, my outer appearance was changing, you know, and I was, you know, thinking everybody was looking at me and it made me know, I didn't notice people looking at me and stuff, but, you know, during those years, it wasn't, it wasn't bad for me that much. Mm-hmm. It was mainly my internal struggle. I was thinking that, oh, God, you know, I got this big old spot under my eye. And by the time mm-hmm. I became a senior in high school, you know, it was devastating. I, I, became, I love people. I love talking. I love goofing off and, you know, with my friends and stuff. But um, I became somewhat of an introvert because mm-hmm. I didn't the people that I don't want to be around people, um, which is weird for a person that sings in front of everybody and plays the piano and stuff, you know, um, right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind playing the piano cause I can play, take my bow and walk off the stage and leave and you don't have to talk to me, you know, but singing, you know, everybody's looking at you and it was sometimes hard to focus on stage, you know, Oh man, are they staring at my eye, you know, <laughs> or am I, um, and I'm like, I got to think of the words. And, and it just started messing with my performance. I started, you know, um, losing focus and um, forgetting words and stuff because I'm, I started getting paranoid and panicking, you know, oh, man, you know, this, this, this. At, um, and, and let me say this. Let me jump a little bit. I got that spot under one eye. Yeah. It went away and came under the other eye. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, man, what's going on? And then when my first year in college um, it came under both eyes. So mm-hmm. I ended up looking, my friend said, man, you look like you're um, like the f- guys who play football instead of the black stuff. You got the white stuff under your eyes. And we oh, just laugh yeah, about it, you know? Yeah. And, um, but you know, my, my close friends, mm-hmm. they, they would get upset, you know, and they'll be ready to fight, <laughs> you know, with people looking and staring at me and, I've kind of learned to just go on, you know, through life being happy and everything, you know, not uh-huh. paying attention that people are saying anything. It's not until someone says something crazy out of their mouth, you know, right. that makes, that reminds me, oh, I got the Lego, you know, um, yeah. and everything. But um, so I, I it, you know, those years were very, very hard for me, you know, um, because I, I was depressed a lot and I, yes. and, it was hard because I'm like, okay, I'm depressed, but I got it Sunday morning when I go to church. I got to smile. I got to be happy. I got to, you know, uh, I'm a worship leader. I got to play and make everybody, you know, help them, bring them closer to the Lord and get them to singing and let's be joyous. And um, it, it, the anointing on my life um, at that time, especially during the college years, um, my time in Baltimore was heavy. And I would play the organ and I'll sing uh, and 
I just got to the point where, you know, I'm like, God, it's just me and you. You know, I close my eyes and sing. I open my eyes, and I'm like, you know, half the church is on the floor, you know, in tears. And oh. I'm like, God, you bless, you're blessing all these people. And I'm like, I'm feeling left out. And then my heart, yeah. you know, I started just feeling sad. I'm like, God, you know, here, I'm the ugliest guy in the church, you know. And wow. um, I'm like, why won't, you know, you heal me? And I'm like, I've never been you know, vain, thinking I'm all, you know, cute or so handsome, I'm the best-looking guy, you know. My, 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 my mom, uh, that, that's one thing she told us. She said, oh, don't, don't, you know, don't ever think you're too cute. It's always somebody out there better or better looking. You know, um, yeah. they, my parents, kept, they kept all of us humble, you know. And so I never thought that. I was just like, God, I, what did I do so bad that I'm being punished? You know, yeah. I thought I was being punished. You know, I, I didn't find myself attractive, you know, even though huh. people were dead and, and, and I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to date. I didn't want to do that. I was just like, leave me alone. Let me be. You know, I'm just here. And um, it, it was devastating, you know, those years. Um, my social life sucked. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, um, but no, from 13, I, I, from 13 or 15 when you first got the first spot. In between that period and into going into college, had you tried any um, treatments? Were you given anything? Um, yes, we. My mom took me to this dermatologist, and um, he gave me this stuff. Well, we were. Let me say this: we were living in Michigan, and it was in the fall. And during those years, the fall, we could have a snow, a foot of snow <laughs> in October. So um, by the time, you know, um, we were trying the medication, he gave me this um, topical stuff called trisorolin. And um, he, at that time, he said it was experimental, but um, he wanted to try it. Um, I was, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't topical. It was a pill. So he gave me the pill. Um, I had the prescription. I would take the pill, and I was supposed to go be in, in the, exposed to the sunshine for about um, – I think he said 10 minutes, about 10 to 15 minutes. So I go stand in the back patio in the sun for about 10 minutes. I run in the house, look and see if anything happened. I'm like, okay, nothing happened. But then later on in the day, I noticed, oh, you know, I think my skin is getting darker. So I kept doing it, and it was actually working. Um, unfortunately, wow. at then after that, um, um, that little period, the weather changed to the point where I wasn't. I couldn't go outside in the sun because we didn't have it. It was cloudy. It was snowing all the time. So um, I couldn't use the trisorolin for the rest of the year. And then at that point, I just, you know, just fell into my little pity party again because it started spreading, you know, and um, on my face. And I thought it wasn't working. Um, and then I was um, uh, um, didn't want to try anything again. Um, but however. As an adult, I want to say this was probably around 2015 or no, 20 between 2011 2014. Um, Valerie, I went to the dermatologist again while I was here in West Virginia. I went to uh -huh. Virginia to see this specialist, and um, he gave me another um, medication. And unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it right offhand. It was a topical one. And I told my wife, he's, uh, I, I went there because I wanted to try trisorolin again. I said, I know it worked. It worked before. So I told mm -hmm. the guy, I said, this is what I want to get a prescription for, and this is why. He said, oh, yeah, the bodybuilders use it for tanning. I said, is that what it is? And I said, well, it works. And, you know, so, and, but what prompted me to go to him at this point, and I know I skipped the point, but um, what um, prompted me to go at this point was because 
you know, um, as a minister of music again, you know, uh-huh. one of my good friends, she came up to me after church and she said, here. And I was like, why she gave me this stuff? It was some nice smelling shampoo. And then I was like, why she gave me shampoo? I got short hair and a fade, you know. And then I came home. I looked in the mirror in the, with the back, a mirror to look in the back of my head. And I was devastated. I said, oh, my God. I got all these spots in the back of my hair, and you can see it. And uh. I laughed. I had to laugh because I was like, oh, she thought I had dandruff. You know, but I was directing the choir at the time, and I said, <laughs> I bet I was looking crazy with these spots, and she thought I was having uh, had dandruff, you know. <laughs> she gave me shampoo. And so I called her and told her, I said, no, I didn't have dandruff. I said, that's my uh, vitiligo just showing through. And um, it kind of, did, you know, and I, I was dealing with it okay then, but then, again, it, it, it made me depressed because um, yes. – I was just like, man, you know, this stuff is, is what's going to happen. And then um, I developed this um, this tumor on my forehead. And at that same time, my um, the tumor got very large, like the size of my fist. And wow. my face had these, uh, my my vitiligo, my, the color was dissipating all throughout my face. So I was looking really spotty. And I call that the ugly phase because, you know, when it's like on my hands, when it's going away, I was like, oh, man, that bothers me, you know. And then when it all went away, I'm like, it's just one color. I said, okay, I got to get used to this. I told my wife, I said, look, I got off some white gloves, you know. <laughs> I remember yeah. my skin color. But um, that was a, um, a phase I went through, and I had, you know, just um, to kind of really just pray and, and focus and, and just ask God to help me through this, you know, because – I was just, you know, I honestly was just becoming like suicidal, you know. Yeah, you, you've been through. You've been through. Yes, I, I, I was because I was just like, man, you know, I didn't. But the thing is, I had a good support group, and that was just my friends and family, you know, because um, I've had I, I would walk into stores at this point, you know, my wife and I or some friends would go to the store, and some people act like they saw a monster, like I scared. I'm like, ah. You know, and I don't say anything. Yep. Just hey, how you doing? You know, and keep keep it moving. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. but um, it, it it I've had some moments like that. You know, my wife and I we were in. Here's another story of we were in um, the uh, downtown at the uh, um, city hall and mm-hmm. to pay a bill. And this is around the 2015 time because let me tell you, um, this is what I did. So there's two gentlemen behind me, and I didn't even know he was talking to me. But he kept on making Michael Jackson jokes and stuff. And then he, I turned around and looked. He said, oh, you got that Michael Jackson disease, don't you? Oh. And I, I, said, I said, oh, it's called, I said, it's called vitiligo. So I had learned to try to educate because I had just started yes. the Worldview 625 group, you know. Um, yes. And um uh, and so I was in, let me just kind of educate people about vitiligo. And um, he just kept going and kept going. And I said, you know what? When I got home, I told my wife, because he, he started saying some really insulting things. And I said to my wife, first of all, he, how could he talk? This guy had boils all over his face. I said, and oh. if I wasn't saved and I hit you in the face, I would have boil <laughs> juice all over my knuckles. <laughs> but... but <laughs> You know, I, I, it was just, it was just crazy, you know, but, and, and I think about that, you know, there's so many, the people in the world 
today, and you know, there's there's just so much evil around, you know. Yeah. And I I was telling my wife, you know, just last night, I said, you know, um, this generation is probably so much worse for them than it is for us when I was their age, the young people, because that they have the internet. We didn't have that back then. So they are exposed to so much more, so much um, teasing, you know, and um, bullying and everything. And I, it breaks my heart when I hear of kids that are being bullied and, and, and even the ones that have taken their lives, you know, who feel like I have, you know, no recourse or I'm out here alone, you know, and I remember feeling that, that it was, you know, I thought I was the only person in the world, you know, when I was Hmm. in um, high school, that 13, 14 year old, I thought I was the only person in the world with vitiligo. I'd never seen anybody with it before. And so, and I think I was probably the first one in the city, I thought. And then later I discovered this lady at my church, you know, um, that I played for in high school, she had vitiligo on her hand all these years. And I was like, she never reached out to me. And, wow. and she may have had it on her face. I don't know. Um, because, you know, ladies, it's a little easier for women than it is for men because women can wear makeup. And we. Yeah. it's hard for us to camouflage. You know, ladies can wear yeah. lipstick and look beautiful and everything, you know, at least from what um, the typical standards of what people call beauty because beauty is really right. on the inside, you know. And, right. and when that shines through, it outshines your vitiligo and everything. So... Um, I just want to say that for anybody who's feeling like that, you know, may think they're not beautiful, you know, um, don't look on the outside. That's <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. But um, that, that, those were just some devastating times. I had um, another moment I want to tell you about when I was in college, mm-hmm. excuse me, and um, I was going to Morgan State University, and my girlfriend and I, we had gone to uh, one of our favorite spots, uh, White Coffee Pot, she was saying, you never had crab cakes. You got to try crab cakes. So I was like, I never had a crab cake, and I don't know if I'm going to like it. Of course, I loved it. <laughs> but yes. so we were sitting there at the table, and I'm about, I'm a finicky eater anyway, you know. And Valerie, this lady came in the door with a coat on, and it was in the fall. It was a little cold, I remember. And her right hand I was sitting on the side where I would be on her right side. So she was just walking, you know, hands going back and forth. And I glanced at her right hand as she passed me. And I mm-hmm. noticed, knew right away that she had vitiligo. But it was so spotty that it bothered mm-hmm. me mentally. It bothered my psyche. And I immediately broke out in hives. I had these wow. red bumps everywhere. And I was itching. I couldn't stop itching. I had to, we had to leave our food. We went home and I had to go home and, take a hot shower to try to um, take some Benadryl, I think it was, to to stop. And I didn't know what happened. But it scared me, making me think that, oh, that's going to happen to you. And it did eventually, but, you know, um, it wasn't as bad as what I thought. But that was my um, first experience of noticing someone else with vitiligo, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, just how what I thought was devastating. But you know what? Um, looking at the extent of my vitiligo now and looking back then, if I could tell the young Jeff or if he could just see me now, I was like, man, that little spot under your eyes, don't worry about that. <laughs> moving. That's nothing compared to what it is now. So, you know, so, so right now, believe. you would say mm-hmm. uh, when we look at our body, we look at it in percentages. What percentage of your body is depigmented? I want to say 
uh, probably about 92% between, mm-hmm. yeah, between 90, 92% of my body is depig- depigmented. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I have, I, um, when I sometimes snap pictures, I like to take pictures and stuff and I'll have, you know, just take pictures and try to make art, you know? And yeah. I said, yeah. look, I told my wife, look, I got one white foot and one black foot. <laughs> you know? so, I would take the pictures. It's just, oh it, was, it was just a beautiful work of art, you know. And I said, "Hey, we are God's canvas," you know. Absolutely. And like I, I, t- I remember telling this one guy one time, you know, under look at my vitiligo like this. Don't look at it. I got white spots all over me. Look at it as this is mm-hmm. my canvas. My color yep. is just what God painted me with, you know. And underneath oh. your hue is what you're the same way. And God just painted you with a different color crayon. That's Ooh, all, you know? That's so, beautiful. And if people that could understand beautiful. that, you know, yes. I think that will even help a lot with um, racism. And, and when people yes. don't, you know, they um, don't like people because of their color. I'm like, come on, yeah. it's just a, a, a shade, yes. you know? And, yes. um, and I'm like, love what you have. Whatever God gave, shade God gave you, love it because it's beautiful, you know? And, and underneath like, it all, have... and you, you cut us, we're still the same red blood. It's yes, just yes, yes yeah. indeed. Yes, yes. indeed. Um, but you know what? Something that I've noticed, Valerie, and I don't know if anybody else have noticed because I haven't um, spoken to anyone about this. I've noticed that if I, you know, in the areas where I have um, color still, if I mm-hmm. do something like um, scratch my arm on a, you know, scratch myself or I get cut, you know, from like a, a um, glass or whatever, just an accident, that in mm-hmm. that area now, my color will not come back after the skin heals in that area. Have Have you ever noticed that anything like that? Yeah, it stay, and it stays like a different kind of white, too, I think. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. It does. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I I I hadn't shared that with anybody, and I was like, you know, who can relate to this? But only my brother and sister, who's the one percenters, you know. Listen, <laughs> only they all understand. of the things that you've said so far, we've all experienced in some way, some form, some shape on this bit of like a journey. And that's why I chose to call it a journey. Because, yes, yes. your journey, yeah. our journey is the same with some slight deviations here or there. But I'm telling you, we're, our experiences are pretty much the same, regardless of, oh, yeah. of our race, regardless of, of, of our gender. Um, the journey is the same. Listen, I'm going to pause. I've got lots more for you, but I want you to get some water, get some tea. Let me make some quick announcements, and I'll be right back to you. Thank you, Jeff, for All joining right. me today. You're welcome. Sounds good. Okay, if you're out there, again, this is Valerie Molyneux, um, President and CEO of VitFriends and co-host of our uh, VitFriends podcast. And my special guest today is Jeff Swan uh, from Virginia. Just to bring you up to speed on some announcements, um, again, um, we are celebrating our 10th year of doing these shows. You know, I looked at the record um, to note it. Uh, Notice that our first show was September 2nd, 2010, with Patricia Rossi of New York City. So we've come a long way, and we're just truly blessed that we're able to hear people's story and and the the differences and the struggles that they've gone through. Um, The show now is one hour, and I do have a co-host, the co-leader of 
uh, North Carolina, Mr. Mark Braxton uh, is my co-host, and he does uh, Love and Your Journey with Vitiligo on either many Saturdays, but sometimes on Sundays as well. Um, new for us, we are now on Spotify, and we're now, as of this past week, we're on iHeartRadio. Once the show's uh, done here and uh, in here, then within 24 hours, you can find them on these other two platforms. Again, Spotify and iHeartRadio, which is nationally known throughout the U.S. Everybody knows of iHeartRadio. Special, special thank you for those um, getting that all up and running for us is our medical student from Boston. And we're privileged to have 12 medical students working throughout all of our groups. We have an assigned medical student, and so we're just uh, blessed to have them with us and the work that they're doing for us in between their studies, totally phenomenal. Thank you, Christian. We want to let you know of two things, brand new for Vic Friends. Uh, we launched this past week teen, um, Purple Patch Teens. Purple Patch Teens is our newest group, and it's for teenagers between the ages of 15 and 20. And that's up and running, brand new Facebook page, and they also can be found on the website where hopefully next week we'll put the bios and the information of the leaders. Um, leading as the um, advisor for that is our Connecticut leader, Rick Friends leader in Connecticut, Miss Millicent Meadows. And they have parent advisor and also some teen leaders. So you want to check that out. Brand new, we sh we're not sure if any other support group across the nation is doing this, but we will be offering classes. You can get some classes from Bit Friends. Also new from us, uh, the classes are going to um, kick off in April with a conversational Spanish class. Um, led by scientists and Bit Sister out of Puerto Rico. Mariella will be leading that class for us, followed by a cooking class for my brother Anthony. You've heard on my Vitiligo Journey podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, from Italy, we'll be doing a cooking class, followed by sketching and art by our co-host out of North Carolina, uh, followed by... Um, Wine 101, whether you like red wine or, wine or white wine, it's Wine 101 with a brother. We had him on as well, David Thorne out of Ohio. And the final class will be um, health fair planning. If you're planning after um, pandemic, for sure, we'd like to get back into doing some um health fairs and being out there to spread awareness. And Denise Blanks out of Indiana will be our um, health fair planning um, teacher, coordinator. All of these instructors are volunteering their time, and it'll be a $25 for a registration for the class. You'll get a certificate and a gift when you're done with the class. We're having that up and ready for you momentarily, and that can also be found with some details on our website. And finally, this coming weekend, yay, Valentine's, like we said, co-host Mark Braxton will host a Valentine's, 
uh, special. You don't want to miss this. It's at 6 p.m. live on Zoom and live on Facebook. Many couples, I'm using the word many, and it's still open if you want. I'm going to get Jeff to jump on in here uh, with his lovely wife, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, but it's open to anybody. With your, Bring your spouse, come on in and sit in this Zoom session and just talk about your journey. Um, with um, loving uh, each other through vitiligo going through life. Listen, if you want to reach us, we're at support at bitfriends.org. You can write to us at post office box 366-073, Boston, 021-02136. Or you can always call us 24-7. Our lines are open for our vitiligo community. If you're stressing, as Brother um, Jeff was saying just now, stresses are going to come, but know that you have someone that you can call, 844-374-3639. If you want to not call, but you want to fax a note, that is also the fax number, 844-374-3639. We love you. We thank you. We're just blessed that we can do this. We're going to continue doing these shows. As long as we're able to, and we're honored again to celebrate our 10th year with you. Um, let me get back and jump back into my guest. Um, honored to have him, Jeff Swan from Virginia. And if you'd like to say hello to Jeff, you can do that at 516-666-9973. So, Jeff. Um, yes. You know, I, said, yes. I wrote a couple of things. My God, let me tell you some of the things I wrote. Okay. Vitiligo <laughs> at 13, between 13 and 15. Heart attack at age 35. Oh, my God. Losing, losing your voice, the, 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 the gift that God has given you uh, to minister to others, you lost your voice. And here you yes. are, yes. still standing. Let me say it again. Yes. You didn't hear me. Yes. Still standing. By the grace yes, of God. Ma'am. You sound like an overcomer to, to me. You sound I like am. an overcomer. Woo! Yes. I'm blessed yes. to have you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, Thank God. you. I'm Your just journey. glad to be here to be able to tell my story. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So your support system, the people that you surrounded yourself with, on this journey, um, I, I just want to thank God for them because it's, it's helped you to come along, and now here you are today. Let's go back a little to 2015. You didn't make it to the inaugural Vitiligo gathering, but when I heard, when you wrote in and said, how can you participate, that's when you first told me about having a choir or whatever, and I said, can you guys come and sing? Do you remember any of that? I <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> wow, those are the exact words. <laughs> you remember yes. that. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Wow. Um, I remember um, I was so excited. It was uh, a time of change um, in my life at that time. Like I said, life happens, and yeah. nothing went the way that I thought it was going to go. You know, um, I was transitioning even in um, the ministry that we were attending um, at that time, um, I just the health issues and things like that. So, um uh, I ended up not making it. I ended up not even uh, the choir. Everything just kind of fell apart. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, God, what is going on here? So I just um, had to pause, pray, and 
pull back and say, and just be still. That's why I just said I'm yeah. going to be still. I, I just said to myself, and I told my wife, I said, I think I'm trying to do too much. Um, it got mm-hmm. frustrating because I wanted to, I started the LIGO group here in uh, West Virginia, and the people that reached out to me and um, that were constantly in contact with me were so far away, you know, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't helping anybody nearby. And I said, well, maybe there's nobody around here with mm-hmm. LIGO, and that's not true. Because um, I I think maybe a lot of people just, they're comfortable, don't care, or whatever. But I just wanted them to know that, hey, let's let's come together to be a support, you know, for each other. You know, and no, as an adult, we we may deal with things differently, but I'm running across parents who will um, email me, say, hey, my child is 10, my child is 8, my child is 15, or whatever, and this is starting. What do I say to them? What do I do? You know, yeah. and can you talk to them? And so the most I can do, thanks to technology now, I can at least FaceTime and, you know, do a Google chat or something like that. But um, um, that's been the extent of our group so far, trying to pull it together. Yeah. Let, me just, um, let me just put a plug in here. Let me just put a uh-huh. plug in here when you get those kinds of calls, especially kids uh-huh. that are we, – we have a group as well for ages awesome. 4 to 14, and it's wow, called okay. Pen Pal Patch. Now, what that group does, the ladies that's leading, the parents that lead, that's leading that group for us, they are matching. So we have kids maybe in, in, in Pennsylvania that's matched up with a kid in Australia or a kid in Virginia oh, wow. that's matched up with a kid in, oh, yeah. Um, I think my last count was 170, I don't want to lie, 175, 173 kids matched up around the globe. Netherlands, we have a wow. Australia, we have wow. a American kids. So the parents and the child becomes friends. Wow. That so is if you so get those calls, sorry. call our 800 number. Please, please, please. Who thought of that? That's awesome. One of the, the, the women of our group, um, Irish girl, she had just gone to the doctor in 2015, got the diagnosis. 2016, I believe, got the diagnosis, wow. and um, she couldn't make that conference that year. So we had a concert here to raise money, although she couldn't come. Anyway, she stayed home while we went off to 2017 in Detroit, and she said while she was in her house, kind of frustrated, upset that she couldn't make it to Detroit with us, it dropped on her. What about a kid's program? And so she came, wrote it up, came to me, showed it to me. I said, let's run. Let's run with the vision. And wow. that since wow. 2017, I tell you, 170-something kids matched up around the globe. Now, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I remember the um, Detroit uh, meeting as well, and yes. I was – I told my wife, I said, okay, well, we got to at least go home. Cause my parents lived in Saginaw, which is, was only um, about an hour away from Detroit, you know? And I said, Did we right? cannot miss that one. We're going to go home. We're going to do this and that. And then again, life happens and yeah. we couldn't do it, you know? So I, I was disappointed about that. And then when it came to DC, I was just devastated. I said, you know what? Wait a minute. Am I not supposed to do this? <laughs> I was like, I can't, you know, timing. everything is timing. God's timing. Timing is everything. Yes, yes, yes. So that's your support group there in Virginia still. Our group in Hampton is working. And when I say working and running, they may have a meeting with three people. But listen, 
those are the three people that need to be there and they need to hear something. So what's happening in your area? Um, in the area, it's still slow. Um, I like we, we don't meet uh, normally like we should, and that's something I think I'm um, just talking to you make me want to do now is let's just make this at least um, if we can't do weekly once a month, just get together, you know, and just talk for a moment. But most of what we do is online through Facebook, through our Facebook group. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a lot, most of the people in the group are just from everywhere, you know, from yeah. every country you can think of, you know. And um, when I used to, when I'm afforded the time to be online late or different hours, um, I get a chance to talk to people on the other side of the world who's up at the daytime, mm-hmm. you know, the daytime yeah. <laughs> when it's night here. Yeah. So um, that is the um, extent to the encouragement that, you know, we give. Um, and we've been um, encouraging them, you know, and just um, giving them a space to talk and, and to vent sometimes. Sometimes yeah. um, our brothers and our sisters just need to vent, you know, hey, I'm going through this, you know. There's one guy I remember who was like, you know, hey, my girlfriend left me because I have vitiligo. I'm like, hey, but well, then she wasn't the one for you. You know, and I wish I, you know, I'm, my wife and I, we're going to be on that um, talk show this um, Valentine's um, Vitiligo Lovers Rock because we need to be there, you know, because I, and I'm going to invite him to at least listen to come in or whatever, because I want them to know if, you know, if your spouse or whatever leaving you and they're that shallow, you know, that's not the person for you, you know, because um, your love got to go deeper than the outside skin. Because first and foremost, you know, when you take those vows, I know mine said for better or for worse, you know, through sickness and health, you know, so um, I didn't marry my wife, you know, um, like my mom said, beauty fades, you know, as we get older, your beauty's going to fade anyway. So you you learn the person, their gifts, what they have and who they are, who God made them to be. And, and, and um, you, you love that person. You don't, you know, just love a person because, Oh, they're a certain mocha color, you know, or hair is this long, you know, or his muscles are this big, you know, (laughs) you might not have no muscle. You'll lose that tone. You stop working out, you know? So uh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're definitely going to be a part of that. You know, the, the muscle yeah. and all of that, that doesn't matter. The no, heart. No, matters, not at all. Matters, the, heart. the heart. Yes. It is yes. so important, so important. So that's that's something um, I will, um, I'm going to do uh, with your help. Uh, you know what? You're going to, I'm going to ask you to be my accountability partner to make I sure I am making this work. Because I, um, bottom line is really, I, I really hope that, you know, I know we can't save the world. You know, but yeah. I really would love to um, help anybody that's going through, you know, especially yeah. if it's something I've, yeah. I've, I've gone through and I, and I can at least say a cur- an encouraging word or lend an ear, you know, just to, uh, for a moment, you know, to help them get through the day or say something that may um, be life changing. And that's yeah. that's one of my prayers is that I don't want to just talk, be talking. I'm praying that, Lord, let you know, the words that come out of my mouth have substance and be life changing yeah. so that, yeah. you know, you can live and be a healthy life. Um, something, I, you know, um, I, I, I don't want uh, my brothers and sisters and, and our kids to be hostages of it, mm. <laughs> you know, because I feel like I was a hostage and yeah. I go robbed me. You know, robbed yeah. me up, robbed me of a lot of good years, um, you know, and, and um, but I can look back. I'm, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful yeah. what God has blessed me with. I'm thankful for the experiences that I've gone through. And even with the vitiligo, you know, um, uh, Valerie, I'll say this, you know, I was a kid like this back in the day. Yeah, call me um, half and half if you want to. 
and you'll find yourself on the ground, <laughs> you know. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory and causes us yes. to change, you know. That is not my heart today, you know. So, um, and I thank God for that. And I know I've been tested in that area because God knows, you know, I'm naturally like a protector, you know. You um, look at my sisters and my brothers wrong, I'll be ready to jump on you, you know. But God has grown us up, <laughs> you know. Listen, you talk about wanting to him. do more. Wanted mm-hmm. to do more, and I failed to add this announcement. So let me put 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 a plug here and hope that you'll sure. get involved. Um, okay. And you know this this has two pieces to it. There's people that's for drugs and people that's not for drugs for vitiligo. Listen, I'll tell you, I want drugs or help or whatever for these babies that I talk to, these teenagers that that cry. Um, I don't need it. I'm good. But to, for people out there. We need everyone to support what's coming down the pike next. We have had issues with the government, with Congress, if you will, listening to this vitiligo community. And when I say the vitiligo community, not just speaking for Vit Friends, our national vitiligo community. We are now sort of coming together because the FDA has invited us to come before them and to testify about our condition and about treatments and there's some things out there that needs FDA approval. So we're inviting everyone in the vitiligo community, everyone out there listening to Jeff and myself right now, whether you have vitiligo or a family member has it or you're just a supporter. It's March 8th. March 8th is an open presentation before the FDA to share stories. Um, I, I don't want to mess it up. So it's on VitFriends' website. Get on VitFriends' website. And I believe as of today, all of the support groups are posting it today because we want it out there. We need people. We're looking for a headcount of a 1,000 on this phone call uh, with the FDA. So, Jeff, we hope that you can squeeze yeah. it in. The time yeah. I don't have, so I encourage folks to get on the web, on the Facebook and you'll see all the information there. Okay. Last thing. I, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I mark it on my calendar now, March 8th. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Well, listen, what's next for Jeff Swan in this journey of life and been like? Uh, what's next? Um, well, I tell you what's next for me, uh, where God is taking me. Um, Valerie and I knew always knew he had something greater for me to do and I believe that's what the whole losing the voice thing was about you know and even when I would play the piano I didn't tell you um, I would get so dizzy I I couldn't play almost fall off the piano you know and I just said okay God what's going on Um, and you know I learned that when you say yes to God um, and I said, yes, God, you can use me anywhere, any place, you know, anywhere you want me to go, I'll go, you know, and what is so funny is that uh, I once said I would never go to uh, West Virginia, and I told my wife, I said, do you realize this is the place I told God I will never go? I said, but he will make you eat those words and love where you are. <laughs> I'm like, I love where right. I am, you know, but um, mm. my next phase of ministry where God, we are just in the um the launching phase of um, our new ministry, which is Lighthouse uh, Worship Center. And it's uh, right now we're online and I believe God has um, 
a, a task for us to do. And I'm like this, you know, I, um, I've lost so many friends to this COVID thing and so many people have passed. It started bothering me, you know, and one day I woke up and I said, okay, God, I can't waste, you know, any more time dragging my feet being fearful when you've never given me the spirit of fear. That's not what your word says, you know? So I had to de- denounce that spirit of fear yeah. and realize that God um, made me wonderful and fear. I was wonderfully and fearfully made and he made me a mighty man of valor, you know? So I had to um, stand up and just, okay, I told you yes. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I went ahead and just began. I said, I said, I'm, I, we started a little Bible study. And I said, we're going to take this online. And I thank God we have uh, ministry partners now in New Zealand, uh, Michigan, Texas, here in wow. um, uh, West Virginia and in Maryland. So um, um, I'm trying to keep up now with how fast the train is moving. <laughs> you know. Wow. So, Tell um, us the name again of, of the ministry. It is Lighthouse Worship Center on, dot online. That's our website, um, Lighthouse Worship Center dot online. And the website is currently under construction, but if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see the links for our Facebook page. Um, so please, um, everyone that's listening, go to our Facebook page and like our page and just follow us with the work that we're going to be doing. Um, also on Twitter, our Twitter link is there and our um, Facebook page, I mean not Facebook, the um, YouTube page is there as well so that um, you'll be able to follow our broadcasts and things like that. Um, I am so excited what God is doing, um, you know, um, that one of the things I said, God, I want to, you know, my prayer has been is, you know, this light that you shine in us, and even through vitiligo, you know, um, people, I, I just believe that God's light, my prayer has been, God, let your light shine so bright through us that people don't see Jeffrey. They don't see Jeff. What they see is you and your love. So, and and let me respond to them with your love. Let you know. So I have to make sure that Jeffrey dies. That not those yeah. thoughts that I want to say to people when they come and say, you know, um, I look like a monster, or you know, mm-hmm. um, some of them use expletive cuss words and say, oh man, yeah. you know, I, I and God has blessed me and, and, and anointed me to respond accordingly. You know. Yes. And I just thank God for the growth that he's placed in me. And, you know, I want to be there for my brothers and that 1%. I got to yes. be there for our 1%. So that's Absolutely. my prayer. And I, I've got, I want this light that God has given us to shine and to reach every nation and every tribe, because I realized that, you know, there are um, people with vitiligo in every nation and every tribe. It's oh. not just one set of people. And, and sometimes I ask myself, how can the government, you know, and uh, other governments, you know, not uh-huh. see this, you know, um, if this is just 1%, we are a big 1%, <laughs> you know? So I um, thank God for that, this um, next uh, phase of ministry that he has us in. And I'm looking forward to just being um, a light and being a help to be able to guide someone um, this- to him and to a great life. This is wonderful. You know, as we wrap this up, see how fast one hour goes? And I tell you, we used to do it this. It did. Minute, so, <laughs> my goodness. Let me, let me just wrap this up, then you'll have the last word. Okay. I heard things like mighty man of valor. This same mighty man of valor lost his voice, had um, heart attack of 35, dealt with stress, vitiligo at the tender teenage years, 
um, tumor in the head, yet this mighty man of valor still stands today. What encouraging words would you say to the next mighty man of valor we pray that is struggling, female that is struggling, through vitiligo, what would you tell them that brought you through the stresses and all that you've just listed? I took a pen and wrote them down. Encourage them today before you leave us. Before I leave, sure, I certainly will. I want to say to my brother and my sisters out there, my brothers and sisters out there, that, you know, the word of God, if you don't know God, I encourage you to get to know him. Um, you can check us out at Lighthouse, not putting a shameless plug in, <laughs> Lighthouse Worship <laughs> Center online, but find a church or somebody that you can listen to because you need to understand that God's word said no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but all that rise up against us shall fail. Every tongue that rise up against you will fall. It's going to fail. So, and, and not just that, my brother, you are a mighty man of valor. My brother, yeah. you are a king. There is a king yeah. in you. And my sister, you are a beautiful queen, you know, yeah. and not just that, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, yeah. that means you are unique. God did not make anybody else like you. Yeah, there's some another sister with vitiligo, but it's different. There's only one you, and there's yeah. a lot of greatness within you. And don't let vitiligo or anything else hold you hostage and rob you of what God has given you because you are full of greatness and you have a lot of life to give and offer others. And we are here to serve. So I just want you to be encouraged and know that we have your back. Wow. Wow. A mouthful. Yes. But encouraging. I pray that someone out there today who may be struggling and needed to hear, needed to hear, needed to hear something, that you received it today. Jeff, I want to say thank you. This cannot be our last meeting. This cannot be our last interview. We have to do this again sometime soon. Yes. But I love yes. you. God bless you. Our friendship has has been around for a while, and I love that yes. history. Let's continue to connect and do greater things for the kingdom and for our community. This is our community. This national yes. village yes. community is ours, and so we have to support it, build it, um, Spread awareness about it. I love you. Yes. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Be safe out there. God bless. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Sure. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a special young man. Um, like I said, we met in 2015, 2014, 2015 online and talking about the upcoming um, 2016 inaugural event on the Capitol steps. He said, "Val, we, I'll be there," and I sing, and I so get the choir going, and things happen. Like he said, life happens. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how much you have in the bank and the the zeros behind your account. Um, life happens to the best of us, and so what we have to do in the midst of heart attack, in the midst of losing your voice, in the midst of all that he's been through. He is still standing. So can you. So can I. So let's do it. Let's continue to encourage one another. Let's continue to love one another because, like I read earlier, love is of God. It's not of man. Mere man knows nothing about love. So from the entire Bit Friends family across the USA, 
We love you. We bless you. Continue to abide by the laws. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Do what you're supposed to do. Continue to stay safe. And if you're joining us this weekend for Valentine's Bash, please see us on the on Facebook. You'll find all the necessary information and plan to join FDA upcoming meeting in March. We love you. God bless you and stay well. Bye-bye now.